Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefine, the NC Realtors podcast. On this episode from the Redefine Archives, we'll be sharing realtor safety tips from self-defense expert Jen Cassetta and founder of the Beverly Carter Foundation, Carl Carter. But first... Do you have feedback on a story or topic that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast? Then give NC Realtors Redefine a call at 336-550-4437. When leaving your voicemail, be sure to tell us your name and where you're from. Your comments may be used on a future episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Quick introduction, my name is Jennifer Cassetta. I'm a self-defense expert, third degree black belt in a martial art called Hapkido. And for the last five, six years, I've been on the speaking circuit um, uh, all over the country, speaking to badass real estate professionals like yourself. I love speaking to you guys. I've met so many amazing, cool people um, over the years. You walk with confidence. You um, have an entrepreneurial mindset, and I just vibe with you guys so much. So uh, really quickly, why I got started in self-defense and why I think this is so important for real estate professionals especially to learn is I um, took a martial arts class basically in 2000, and immediately I was hooked. In that same year, two events happened in my life where I felt fear, intense fear, like never before. And I understood what I needed to do in this world. The first event was September 11th. We just had our 19th year anniversary. Um, I almost died that day, three blocks south of the World Trade Center. Um, It's a story for another day, but basically I felt intense paralyzation of fear, thought I was going to die. I made it out alive. And finally, I made it to my martial arts school that day. There I felt safe. And that became a metaphor for my life. I started training and showing up to that mat every single day because I was becoming stronger in my body, physically getting stronger, mentally getting stronger, feeling more confident and spiritually feeling more grounded. I knew that I wanted to share this with as many people as possible. Later in that year, I got attacked on the street. Um, A man came up behind me and next thing I know, he was grabbing me. And this time I was able to fight him off, not with the fancy Hapkido techniques that I was learning, but with my attitude and with my mindset. And that's what we're going to talk about um, going forward. In that same year, I learned a lot. So I learned what it felt like to feel fear in my body and move through it. I learned how to process that fear. And I also learned that one in five women in the U.S. will be the victim of some kind of sexual assault. When we team up with our sisters globally, that number is much worse. One in three women globally will be the victim of some kind of sexual violence, according to the World Health Organization. Those numbers are devastating. And again, that's why I'm here to help you. If I can just help one woman or man, it's not just a woman problem, especially in real estate. There's other crimes that you can um, be a victim to, like robbery and theft. Um, So we're going to be talking about safety in general, personal safety in general, to keep you safe from all the things. But let's break it down for realtors. Like I said, one in five women in the U.S. will be a victim of sexual assault. Well, 67% of realtors, licensed realtors, are actually women, female. 
with a total of 1.3 million total licensed realtors in the U.S., that leaves 900. That makes 910,000 of you guys women. With the one in five statistic, that leaves 182,000 female realtors a potential victim of assault. Not on my watch and not on yours either. Because what I ask is anything that you learn today that you teach one other person at least. That way we spread the message of safety so every realtor can feel safe and confident and strong from the streets to the open house. Um, so this doesn't have to be uh, scary and it's not my intention to, to fear monger. Um, my intention is to actually empower you because I feel that self-defense is the most empowering thing um, that anyone can learn. Self-defense starts with a mindset. That's why I have the ABCs of self-defense. And I'm just going to touch on them because you probably have heard a lot of these things before in your other safety courses because safety starts with a mindset. A, B, C, D. Awareness, boundaries, communication, and then D is your de-escalation or defense. And that's the one we're going to spend the most time on in this session. But quickly, A, awareness. It's the cornerstone of personal safety and self-defense. It's going to help you avoid danger at all costs and when possible. Um, so I like to talk about having a detective mindset, adopting a detective mindset. My father was a New York City detective um, up until pretty much I was born. But then for the 40 plus years that I still had him as my dad, um, he never dropped that mindset. Once a detective, always a detect detective. I'm sure if you can relate, uh, I'm sure you can relate if you know anyone out there that has ever served in law enforcement. What do detectives do? They're constantly observing and they're asking a lot of questions. Now that's not fun for a young girl growing up and trying to go on dates and do all that stuff, but it is really important. I start to feel the benefits and see the benefits when I went um, to college for the first time in the Bronx and my father came to check out the dorm rooms and he was checking out the exits and the windows and the fire escapes and making sure that everything was secure, the boundaries were secure. So I want you to think of a detective mindset anytime you step into a property, anytime you meet with a stranger, observe, scan for red flags, ask yourself a lot of questions, ask your potential client lot of, lots of questions as well. One, it builds rapport, but two, you get to really get to feel the person's energy. Are they open? Are they willing to answer all your questions? Are they closed off? Are they shady? Are they sketchy? Is some, right? And then the third thing is tap into your intuition, right? Your gut will always tell you if something is off. When you're scanning for red flags, you're, you're going to get either a feeling in your gut. Some people get a voice in their head. Some people have told me stories of um, actually seeing words or a video play out in their mind. I had a realtor stand up in a course I was giving two years ago at a national conference um, and tell a story of how she got a call to go show a property to a potential client and something told her that it wasn't right. There was something off, but the idea of a potential sale made her override her gut feelings and she showed up and wound up getting sexually assaulted. That story moved me so much. Uh, we were all shocked and 
moved to tears in that room that day because we were the first people she was even telling about that story. Um, but it's just the most perfect example of how so many of us get gut feelings, have intuition and override them anyway. So the advice being just check it out. Could your gut be off? Could your intuition maybe be wrong? Possibly, but it's worth that extra step to, to take the time, do the investigation, right? Do the background check like a detective would. For the rest of this presentation and to watch Jennifer demonstrate some critical self-defense moves, join the NC Realtors Mobile Monday group only on Facebook. Hi, everyone. My name is Carl Carter, and I am the founder and executive director of the Beverly Carter Foundation. I'm so thankful. So thankful for all of you joining us uh, today. Um, hope that you all have had a, a good, reflective, um, and busy uh, Realtor Safety Month. Of course, um, you know, every September is Realtor Safety Month. And, um, you know, sadly, coincidentally, um, it's also the anniversary of um, the loss of my sweet mom. And my mom was Beverly Carter. My mom was an agent here in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. So um, I'm your, your neighbor over to the West. And my, my mom um, had been in the business for, um, for a little over a dozen years. And this month, six years ago, we lost my mom. She was deceived by two people, a husband and wife, who had a, a plan to uh, kidnap her and hold her for ransom. And so I, I won't, um, you know, take your time now to, to walk you through the events that, that led to kind of, um, you know, their, their plan of deceiving my sweet mom and, and kidnapping her and ultimately ending her life. And, I, you know, today, Ed, let's just take a few moments because it is safety month. And I, I wanted to just share a, a few tips with you, if I may, uh, just things that I hope that you'll be considering you know, when people ask me about what are the, the top tips that we, if there was just something we could, you know, wave a magic wand and make all agents do it, what would they be? And I, I always think back to my mom and I, I, it would have made such a difference in her situation had my mom had proof, verification, validation of the people that she was working with. And so um, it sounds simple, right? But it's so easy, I think, for us to get uh, get caught up in the uh, hectic schedule of being a realtor. But one, I hope that before you meet with new um, new buyers in um, you know vacant properties, that you are meeting them in a public place, whether that be the office or a coffee shop. I know this is so tough with COVID right now. But I hope. Uh, you know, if nothing else, worst case, have a Zoom uh, and and have a consultation before you meet at, at a property. And that adds another layer of um, accountability to, to new clients. And quite frankly, I think as you, you know, you pitch this to new clients, you can you can also tell them that, you know, this is an important part of the service that you provide and it gives you an opportunity to build some rapport. Um, you know, next is that 
I hope that when you are, you know, we have this opportunity with new clients that you will approach new clients as, as, and take it as seriously as we do uh, fair housing. And what I mean by that is that the way we screen clients and what we insist upon, whether that's meeting in a public place or another safety tip that I always impart is to get a copy of the ID, share it with a trusted colleague and keep it secure. And so, but with that, it's important that we put those processes in place uh, regardless of who uh, who we are, are working with. I think that my mom's story resonates with so many people because it was a husband and wife that kidnapped my mom. And so many people, and I'll tell on myself here, um, you know, I think that prior to this happening to my mom, I would have, you know, due to, you know, my my life experiences and my biases that I'm even unaware of that I was bringing to the table, I I would have thought that um, that you know a new buyer situation with a husband and wife because there was a wife involved that there would be just next zero uh, probability or possibility of violent crime occurring, and so um, that's a wordy thing, a wordy response to you know, how and why we should, you know, just have the realization that bad guys meet no definable profile, come in all shapes and sizes. And uh, so so I hope that you are mindful and consistent because um, not only is it good for your safety, but it's just the right thing to do. Um, and then, you know, one, maybe one more thing that I'll, you know, a couple more is that my mom's story, as we walk through that, there were a number of times that we can um, kind of gather and assume safely, I think, that that my mom was likely facing, you know, that that guttural, that instinct of, yikes, you know, something's a little off here. And so I hope uh, more than ever you can connect with that God-given instinct that we all have and uh, trust it more and don't be afraid of it. And don't, don't feel as though um, you have, you know, that you are looking weak or that you are seeming unprofessional. Um, You know, I had posted something on Facebook yesterday through the Beverly Carter foundation and it was a tip. And the tip was that, you know, if you begin to feel uncomfortable in a situation to make an excuse to get out of there, and there was an agent that commented on it and said, um, and I loved it because what a great, and I love how we can kind of get each other back in line. And that agent said, don't even make an excuse, just get out of there. And um, that really resonated with me. And I hope you will have that kind of uh, gumption and just uh, take your personal safety just that serious. Because we could always, you know, just you know, say that something came up, it was an emergency, who knows, you could come up with a number of things that if you had perhaps uh, read, read a situation wrong, um, you know, there are a number of things we could talk through with, you know, kind of reconciling. Uh, you know, I know that because of what happened to my mom, I find myself, um, you know, I'm hypersensitive about all things safety. So I, um, you know, I, I have been known to uh, to be a stickler and to, you know, maybe, maybe jump out of situations. But I'll tell you this, I would much rather be a little overreactive to a situation and getting out of that situation than for my kids to to have to grow up without their dad. Um, and, you know, as harsh and as, you know, as that sounds, um, you know, my mom had been in the business for about a dozen years 
She loved the business. She had probably through all that time, she had worked with hundreds of clients and, and toured thousands of properties. And all it took was one couple and one showing. And it was all over. Everything was over. I lost my best friend. Um, you know, and I know we all love our mamas, right? And so I'm sure you can identify with with um, just how unexpected and how um, tragic that has been to our family. Last thing I want to impart to you for a safety tip uh, this month is the because of COVID, we are all, whether we like it or not, we are all stuck at home more than we ever have been. And you know, more than ever, we should have a baseline of normal, regular, safe activity as it exists within our neighborhoods. We should know, you know, when roughly when our neighbors are coming and going and the types of cars they drive. And and um, and so and, you know, if there are houses for sale on our street, you know, we know uh, to just kind of keep an eye on those properties. Uh, but as we'll discuss next week in Mom's story, so much of the crime itself, at least the shell of the crime, was kind of witnessed firsthand by the neighbor. And, you know, so I, I hope that, you know, that even through my my, my short description today and the next next month or next week, excuse me, that you you'll be ever mindful of just keeping an eye out in your neighborhood and you'll feel empowered to uh, to say something if you see something suspicious. And I hope you'll impart that to to your kids, too. I think um, what I've seen and I know for myself is that, uh, you know, prior to this happening to my mama, uh, you know, I never wanted to look like I was being a nosy person. You know, I didn't make eye contact because I didn't want to get into someone else's drama. But, oh, how I wish for those, the, the pieces of crime that had been witnessed by the neighbor, how I wish they would have been reported there in the moment. Because that neighbor even, you know, it didn't come out so much later when they were questioned by detectives. But it, it could have made a big difference had it been, you know, reported four to five hours earlier. So um, those are, those are big, uh, my big safety tips. One thing that I want to tell you about um, what we're doing in the aftermath of, of losing, you know, my precious mom is um, as I've told her story, we um, I've met a lot of agents that um, have also been victimized. And when people tell me, you know, um, or ask me, you know, what, what are the types of victimization that I see the most, that I hear the most through our nonprofit? Um, please know that the, my response that I'm about to say, this is non, you know, non-scientific. I'm not keeping a record, but my experience has been that if I'm hearing from agents that have been victimized, it is related to um, stalking and harassment and um, sometimes even assault. Uh, related to creeps and you know that it comes in all forms not just trying to get these agents alone in properties but also just the um, 
the online behavior of so many of these men towards our female agents is, is nothing less than disgusting. And um, we have to put support mechanisms in place because a lot of people don't know what to do. Um, you know, they, they're afraid. They're like, well, is, is this seems too minor to go to report it to law enforcement um, or they don't want to hurt their business or they don't want someone to think that they in some way uh, provoked this inappropriate behavior so they don't uh, report it. And so um, I just I, I want anyone that, that may be listening today or maybe you could make it known in your within your brokerage itself that to to any anyone, you know, not just the ladies, but if anyone has been uh, victimized through through any of those uh, any of those ways, stalking, harassment, assault, it's, it's not your fault. And um, we we are here as a resource to help make sure that uh, give you the support as your friend that you need, but also to get you in touch with with uh, resources so we can report it and we can stop that behavior um, immediately. So we have um, since losing mom in in 2014 and hearing so many stories, I just got fed up of hearing about so many agents in the ways that they're being victimized and and you know they're just inherent risk associated with our industry and so you know we find ourselves working alone and so um i wanted to do something i wanted to be a part of the solution and i should say um back to back to my sweet mom she would be mad at me if any of you walk away from this this uh mobile monday or any session that i've ever been a part of with the spirit of fear or doubt, uh, or paranoia. It is, it is my life's work and the work of the Beverly Carter Foundation to, um, to help empower you, hopefully inspire positive change. It doesn't honor my mom for people to be afraid. We just want to put good processes in place to know who we're working with and to do as much as we can to, to discern the intention of those people. Are they truly interested in buying a property or selling a property? And then, um, you know, we want so we have this this nonprofit named after my mom, and it has been the biggest blessing. We have about thirty uh, volunteers across the United States, and I hope that if, if you will engage with us on social media, if you would like to to join us in trying to help keep people safe, um, I would love that. And um, of course, if you have any safety tips that you'd like to impart to other agents, uh, whether that's through you know some cool way that you're using technology. Um, I know a lot of people are often interested because I have a cloud camera strategy that I take a cloud, a portable cloud camera with me to, to my open houses. So, you know, just through kind of uh, out of the box thinking um, with technology, we can certainly keep each other safe. Last thing before, um, before we stop today, I just want to, to encourage you all. He said, well, what's the actionable thing? Carl's told me to do these things. And yeah, I'm going to try to start doing, you know, I'm going to get consistent with asking for IDs. I'm going to get consistent with my buyer consultations. But something you can do right now, your cell phone. So if it's an iPhone, Android, they both have the same features. They just call them separate different things. I would encourage you to take some time this afternoon and make sure that your, your SOS um, features are on. And through that, what you have to do, though, it's not just a matter of going out here and just, you know, starting it. 
you have to determine if you find yourself in a bad situation, who is that circle of friends? Who are those colleagues? Is it your broker uh, that you want to be notified? And then you have to have a conversation with them because if they get that notification, what should they do? Um, so I hope that you uh, and, and truly, I hope that you have someone in your life that you love and trust that you could go into this phone and turn on GPS sharing at all times with that person. So if that person wanted to know where you are at any time, all they would have to do is go to your contact information and click on your GPS location and find out where you are. The beauty of that is that one, of course it does, it's built upon a foundation of trust. Um, but also if you were to find yourself, you know, God forbid in a situation that you needed to let someone know kind of where you are, what you're doing, um, this is a good foundation that someone will at least have access to where you are or where you've been. And there's, you know, no having to pull something out really quick and be reactive to try to quickly hit a panic button or something. Um, I think panic buttons have their place, but um, as for me and what we do with the, the foundation, we want to focus more on the preventive strategies to keep you from finding yourselves in a situation like my mom did. My precious mom was working so hard for this couple. And then on the second floor of a vacant property, suddenly the situation turns and my mom had a taser in her side. And I, it is my life's work that we would give you enough ideas, enough tips just to, to help keep that from ever happening again. I hope that you will engage with us at the, the Beverly Carter Foundation. And I hope that um, in some small way, these, these few words have made you a little more mindful of the people that, you know, are on the periphery of your career, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, this is this is bigger than you. This is um, there are people that love you and need you. And so if not for yourself, which is a good reason, but if not, and if that's not enough, uh, I hope that you will be ever mindful of of all the people in your life that absolutely adore you. And I hope that you will keep safety at the forefront. Um, please do continue to um, engage on this. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, my email um, is carl at beverlycarterfoundation.org. Stay safe. Keep uh, safety at the forefront uh, of everything you do, not just during September. But um, God bless you guys. Wishing you prosperity and health and, of course, um, a career full of, of safety. Take care, everyone. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefine by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud.